0: welcome to the 100th episode of the adrian ross show right here on the bmg network adrian as the man behind the bmg network i want to say congratulations on 100 episodes 100 episodes of the adrian ross show uh you have been faithful uh, and it has been an absolute pleasure and honor working with you i am so thankful that you said yes Uh, to doing this and making your voice heard in this way because it is absolutely essential and needed in today's society. I am so excited to see where God takes the Adrian Ross show. So again, congratulations, and here is a message to Adrian from a few others.
1: Hey Adrienne, it's Marie with African American Conservatives congratulating you on your 100th episode. You have done so much for the conservative space and so it is my joy to celebrate this milestone with you and I look forward to a hundred more. Congratulations once again from your friends here at African American Conservatives. Congratulations Adrian
2: Ross on your 100th episode of the Adrian Ross show. I am so proud of you and I cannot wait to see the doors that God opens for you. Amen.
3: Congratulations Adrian on your 100th episode of your podcast. I am so happy for you. I celebrate you. You bring truth, godly wisdom, and wit to your content. And I just love to hear your engagement with your guest and uh, just your fiery passion for what you do and for the issues of today. Thank you for that. And here's to another 100 episodes. Love you.
4: Bye. Hey, congratulations, Adrian, on the Adrian Ross Show, 100 episodes. That is awesome. Congratulations, and I just pray that it continues
5: to multiply and you have more and more uh, great shows.
1: Yes, we
2: are so excited for you. We are so proud of you that you have continued and persevered to, to bring uh, the truth in and through the Adrian Ross Show um, uncompromised and. Uh, full of enjoyment and excitement. So we look forward to the next 100. God bless you. God bless. Hello, and welcome to the 100th episode of the Adrian Ross Show in case you can't tell, I am excited. 100 episodes. I made it to 100 episodes and I'm really, really excited about it. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening or for watching. Thank you for every encouraging word. Thank you for every rating, every review. Thank you for your prayers and for your support. It means absolutely so much. I believe that I have a mandate to speak. I believe the Adrian Ross show is not just something in my mind or in the mind of the BMG network, but I believe it's something on the heart of God, on the mind of God that he put in my heart. And that's why I do this. That is why I do this 100 episodes. I'm extremely excited about that. And I'm very, very grateful to the BMG network Team. And that's what this episode is about. This is the BMG Network reunion, and some members of the BMG Network will be joining us for this amazing reunion and celebration. We've got a lot to talk about. You get to meet them. You get to hear our thoughts, to hear our hearts, to know what makes us tick. And we're gonna get into a lot of things going on in the culture today, all right? So thank you for tuning into this 100th episode, all right? So now let's meet the BMG Network team. Here we go. Well, welcome guys and gal to the 100th episode of the Adrian Ross show. 100 episodes. Yes, I'm so excited about that that um that I made it this far, you know? And I was thinking about it, guys. I was thinking that sometimes you start something and you don't you don't see it all the way through. So that I made 100 episodes means a lot to me, and I'm so excited that I have with me on this episode the BMG team. You guys hear me all the time. Every episode, I'm like, make sure you go to the BMG network, the bmgnetwork.com. We are engaging, enlightening, informative, and yes, entertaining, but you've never had a chance to meet the BMG team, and what a great time to do that on the one 100th episode. All right. So I applaud you guys for the work that you do. And I'm excited that people are going to have an opportunity to learn about who you are and what you do on the BMG network. So I'm going to open this up to start and I'm going to have, I'm going to have the team introduce themselves, tell us who they are, tell us what they do and their relationship to the BMG network. How does that
4: all work? So who wants to be the first one to jump in? i say the, the guy that the BMG network is named after. <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. so yeah, my name is Ken Burns, uh, not the director, although I wish I was related. I'd ask for a little moolah, but uh, you know, so yeah, so I am Ken, I, I work from home, uh, but my, my um, passion of course, uh, working in radio with actually Ted uh, back in the day, uh, Man, I was there from 2012 to 2019 when they when they kind of closed the doors there. I think it was something like that. And had the privilege of working with some great people, like I said, including Ted and Maddie there when she showed up at the studio too, which was fantastic. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I work from home, but, but the BMG network, uh, I don't know if you want me to go over that now, but essentially I just kind of uh, just say that, yeah, we, we started this, man, this is a few years ago. And um, all of and th- I'm so thankful that everyone here has kind of come along and saw somewhat of the vision. It's it's constantly changing a little bit, getting a bit more you know broader or narrow depending on how how we're looking at it. But uh, we we'll, have we'll a, save probably, some of you know, that. We'll save yeah. some of
2: that your vision yeah. in a moment because I want to make sure I hear at length. Yes. Um, the vision for the BNG Network. All right, who's next? Uh,
4: Madeline, you oh. go. For- Okay. ladies first
1: all right <laughs> i'm madeline flint i am a second year or just finishing up my second year at the university of albany i'm a human bio major and an aspiring physician assistant for internal medicine and i just submitted my very first med school application today wow. so that's really exciting, Super exciting. Um, and i'm also an artist on the side i sell art i take commissions they're open until school starts and I play piano, but I got first introduced to the BMG network through my dad because we were talking about starting something and then Ken was saying he wanted to get a platform up and going. So that actually provided me with the opportunity to start my own podcast and now I, it's a great outlet and I teach people about what I learn in school, I give people tips on politics. How to learn. I just recently did one on how to hold a conversation and all the art that they need. So it's been really great.
4: I should tune into that one. Yeah. That's
1: great. That's great, man. And
4: she's on the Dean's list, too, by the way. Her grades are good. She's just uh, extremely talented. I guess it's true to say the talent skips a generation. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) yeah. No. All right. Um, I'm Ted Flint, Madeline's dad, and uh, the father of three other children. And I work for the New York State Assembly as a producer in the uh, radio TV department. I interview the Republican members of the assembly, all 49 of them, I think, or 48. We do their radio and TV shows, and we send the shows out to their individual districts. And I've been doing that for going on 20 years. This October will be my 20th year, and uh, I'm eyeing retirement real soon from, from the state. My first love is radio. And I've been in radio, as, as Ken mentioned, uh, a few years there at the station we were at together. But I've been in radio since 1981 or 82. I can't remember. It's been too far back. Oh. But 35 years, 40 years. Yeah. Who's yeah. counting?
2: Wow. Yeah. And now you are a part of the BMG Network.
3: BMG Network, yes.
2: The BMG Network. And so that brings me back to you, Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth Burns, because first of all, podcasting is like the thing right now. And so before we even get into um, your vision to, to make you start it and where you want to go with it, why is podcasting taking off? And anybody can jump in on this because it is taking off. Sure. What is going on that's causing this um, this platform to absolutely blow up right now?
0: I have a few ideas, but actually I want to hear from Maddie. I want to hear somebody that's uh, her age group because you guys have really kind of taken a hold of the podcast big time, I'd say, and even the blogs and the video stuff too. So what's, what's your take?
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's a matter of accessibility because we always have an iPhone or some kind of a smartphone in our hands, some kind of device, but in our generation where everything is digital and in even school, when it went fully remote, everything just wound up like right in our fingertips. So I think it's a matter of being able to just look for something right on your phone and like have it in your earbuds and have it close by to you instead of going over and turning on like a physical radio. I don't think any of my friends own a radio. I don't own a physical radio. And but we're on our phones all the time. So because everything is just right in our hands to have podcasts there too makes them extremely accessible. And all of my friends listen to podcasts, they listen to mine um they we send them to each other and they're on a lot of apps like apple music spotify we all have those installed mm-hmm. and it's just kind of where all the other stuff that we do every day is already so we have mm-hmm. youtube we have our our schoolwork, i have for college a couple of apps one is called iClicker but that's on my phone right next to my apple music so everything's just right there yeah. so we don't look outside of that anymore
4: yeah wow yeah hey, it's a shame that the, as madeline was saying that uh <clears throat> Very few people under the age of forty, I think, have radios or even listen to radio. And uh, yeah, if people with whom I work are forty-five and fifty. They don't have radios in their houses. Right. But yeah. I think I think that's that's the, one of the big reasons why podcasting has taken off. And the other reason I think, locally, I can speak only for upstate New York, the radio in this region is just dead. I mean, there is nothing mm-hmm. to listen to for me to listen to. I mean, other other people younger maybe have different musical tastes. Mm-hmm. We'll find a station they like, but I, I just can't I keep flipping the dial and there's just nothing for me. Yeah. And, and I you know, and I'm a, of a certain age. I mean, I think we had all the, the generations covered here 20, 40, 60. <laughs> and uh, so I mean, you know, it kind of goes across the generations.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that brings me back to you, Kenny, because at some point you thought, you know, I'm going to start the BMG network, I'm going to get people on to podcast, et cetera. And that's why I'm here. So I want to say that right now that this is 100 episodes, but it's not 100 episodes because Adrian put something together. I heavily, I I wouldn't be here without you, without your invitation and without your acceptance. And I mean, you're editing everything. You're, I mean, you're, you're the man, you know, that's why I said we can't do this 100th episode without the man. And you're the man. (laughs) And so thank you so much because I do believe this is an important platform and I believe it's becoming more and more important as we see what's going on with Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and all this stuff we can see that this platform some people are like you know what bump that I'm going to do my own thing and podcasting is one of those major avenues that people are driving down right so so you're the mastermind behind the BMG network tell us how you crafted that idea, and also where you plan to take it?
0: Sure. So essentially, it was back in, in radio. Uh, when we we would have that, and, and in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, you know, this would be how long is this going to last? Like the radio aspect of it? Because you know I could it, there was telltale signs that things were changing, not just with us, but in radio in general. And like like they mentioned, too, is the accessibility. So getting with these times as well. So essentially when you look at like what Maddie was saying, um, people are like, same thing. People give me a CD or something like that. I'm like, where am I going to play this? I have a USB port in my car. I don't have a CD player. And then of course the uh, the accessibility being, I can change it at any time. I'm done with this guy. I listened for half an hour. That was good enough. I can go to the next one. So I just wanted to get people, people want something quick. They want to get a nugget, or maybe they want to listen to the whole show because they love you, know, you as the host, but they want to get the nuggets. They want to just get something going. So I knew that people like, like Ted, people like Maddie, people like yourself who do have a voice, who have a passion to not only uh, understand information and retain it, but to also you know, go out and speak it, uh, that is the people that I'm always kind of thinking about. I'm like, well, that means that they'd have to have a platform. Well, I wasn't really thinking that much yet, and I wish Mike was here at the time, because me and Mike, of course, we came up with the Ken and Mike show, but that wasn't all me. That was actually, I got really inspired, like I was saying, with Ted at radio. He really got me more into politics and into thinking more, because I'm like, you know, you can get too wrapped up because you can get sucked in. So the, the reality is, is we have to keep our eyes focused on on Jesus Christ, period. If, if we're not, we will get sucked into this, this thing. And the next thing you know, we're like those people on Facebook that are battling back and forth and you get nowhere, but if we know what we're doing and if we just be a voice, uh, that, I think that makes a difference. Cause it's gonna, it's gonna plant a seed. So Mike had an idea that we would start a radio show called, uh, you know, we, we decided to call it the Ken Mike show. I don't know why my name went first, maybe because it just sounded it flew, flowed better or something like that. And, uh, and we were like, well, you know, we'll start getting people and guest speakers. Well, through networking and stuff we were able to get um you know really great uh, ho- um, guests and stuff like that on so we were doing that so mike was the one he i remember he called me i was still working the radio at the time he said hey he's like i had a great idea and i thought of you instantly i'm like oh boy what and he's like well he's like i had an idea that we would do a do a show outside of like you know just it be like our own thing that we have people come on and people can call in and I'm like, okay. And the call-in thing isn't that big of a thing anymore, to, at least that I, um, in my opinion. I mean, that's, we tried it and it, you know, it really didn't, people want to just type something on there, leave their opinion and kind of walk away. Um, and uh, anyway, so we did it that way, but then we just started kind of like hosting with each other and doing that. And then he bought, I mean, that's when things started to cultivate for me. I was like, you know, this is really fun and interesting. I was like, I wonder what happened though. Like we, we're doing this, but what we can't just do this alone. Like we can't, I mean, you could, I mean, we could just do that, but I was like, but I really like, for me, I like to have people, I like to be surrounded by other people that are like-minded Yeah. and that want to do something because I don't know, there's, there's something, there's there's strength in numbers and there really is. And when you get people that, you know, like, I feel like we all, obviously we love God, we love our country and we want to see change. And some of us have children, of course, and we think to ourselves, like, And we are families, brothers, sisters, mothers, whatever, whatever. So we want to make sure that we do everything that we possibly can to spread truth. Uh, That being, of course, the truth comes from from the gospel. But um, this is also our country. And it was founded on that. So for me, I know some people don't like to go there. There's a lot of people of faith that don't like to go political. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important. I think it's important, though, because it is where it's our society that we live in. You know, this is where we live. And, you know, our, I don't want to see my kids have to suffer these things. So we should be able to be a voice uh, for those who maybe don't have that, can't, can't, they're not comfortable doing that. So we, we are. So that's, that's kind of like where I started to think about that. And I was like, okay, got to have a name, of course. Uh, of course, I had to have like a, you know, started with an LLC, you know, Burns Media Group. Then I was like, then through discussion through, um, it was with Malaysia actually and Mike. And we were like, yeah, okay, what about the the BMG network? And so we kind of looked at that, like, so it'd be Burns media group just, you know, for that purpose, but it was really the BMG network network of people host that will, that come on and, you know, love God, but aren't, aren't afraid of just being real people and speaking how it is. And so that's kind of how it cultivated. And the vision really being is again, um, sometimes of course when you start these things you think okay we got to you know in order to get somewhere you got to have money and things like that so that's always in the in the forefront but i think god, god you know it makes room for itself i think and i think god will provide those things for each one of us somehow whether it's you know i i don't know how but um i'm so thankful though i will say this i'm so thankful to everyone that does this including mike and Elijah. they do a lot of things in the background for me sometimes too and we do it just because we love it not because we're making any anything really all of you guys you guys aren't I mean right I mean I wish I could say man I wish I could show everybody the the tax forms here and show them how much you guys are making but I ain't got nothing to show but I know that we love this
2: yet right yet yeah that's mm-hmm. right and
0: and I believe my my thing when I when I look at it is as I was saying too we were, we were talking a little bit beforehand as we just can continually just stay with it like I think yeah. sometimes what happens is it's easy to quit when nothing's really happening at least physically that we see yeah. but if we stay with it and remain faithful, I believe God's faithful. I, I believe he'll open doors that that we just don't even know how to open.
4: Well, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah, go ahead, Ted. I, I agree. I mean, I think patience is one of the one of the seven virtues. I mean, we need to be patient and, and diligent and keep doing what we know to be true. Because as Kenny mentioned, I think people are looking for truth. And that's what we try to deliver here Absolutely. at the BMG Network. And uh, just to your point, Kenny, about people of faith, many of them, and I, I know people as well who who love God, but they don't want to get involved in politics. They don't think it's their place. It's too worldly. But I think that's why we're in the position we're in, because people of faith have turned the other, you know, they've looked the other way. They've not gotten involved. Now's the time to speak out, especially for Christians, to speak out and speak the truth, because people are are starved for it. 100%.
2: Yeah, you're reading my mind actually because I wanted to have that conversation with you guys because there are those two mindsets. Some who say, well, Christians absolutely have to be involved. And then there are other people who say, no, that's not our place. Things are just going to unfold as they're supposed to. And we shouldn't have a place. And that's two weeks ago, I did an episode with my pastor, Pastor Zach Strong, and we talked about the role of the church in culture and politics and culture. And when I say the church, we know the church is not the building. The church is made of people and we go to the building, right? What's our role or should we just be sitting back and doing nothing? But I'm going to get into that because I'm going to, um, I want to get your take shortly on a pastor and what he is actually doing um, to, uh, I guess, use whatever platform God has given him, but I'm curious about what you think of his, uh, the methods that he uses, but we're going to get back to that. Kenny, where do you see this going?
0: Yeah, I, so for me, I, again, I'm always kind of toying, having some ideas in my mind. I I really believe as of right now, uh, everybody's busy. Maddie's got a lot of great stuff going on. Um, and still, still killing it with the podcast, too. It's just, it's just incredible that you can do all the stuff that you do. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm in awe. I, I'm like, my gosh, you're, you're a brilliant person. Um, I, I, I wasn't that way. <laughs> I was creative, but I, I wasn't diligent. I don't think I knew how to um, uh, stick with things and really pursue something with my whole heart uh, until people come around you and start to, you have, that just speaks to your family, your dad and your mom. Uh, instilling those things inside yeah. of you to to really uh, when you when you're going to put your mind to something don't don't quit keep going and you've done you've done that and everything that you do you touch it it, it multiplies essentially and I think that's the thing if we have people like yourself like Ted Adrian uh, on on this platform uh, and everybody's putting their hands to the plow it, it, honestly it's it's going to it's going to blossom yeah,
1: it's, got I, to.
0: That it's got to and I think the reality is I think it's just it's it really is just that one um that one listener away of of making oh, it to where yeah. it explodes and that means that all of a sudden again it's not about the i mean we can get into the aspects of how podcasting works but the reality is is that our platform is just us being together at, at, you know as a team of yes. course there's an actual plot uh, you know the platform where everything the, you know your rss feeds and stuff flow from and we can see all the analytics and things. But the reality is, though, as far as us as the BMG Network, the the, the Pac-Man podcast, um, you know, the, uh, the Essentials, the Adrian Ross show. Um, and when I get my, my button geared gear and I'm, I'm back on the Ken Burns show and we're doing these things, <laughs> of course, video is a big thing. I, I mean, I, I know for all of yes. us, we have to. Well, jump I'm going to stop
2: you for yeah. one second because I stop want me. to bring on video someone you were just talking about who's waiting to join the conversation. Hey, so I want to bring him. Uh, into our conversation, and um, it's the mic you've been talking about. But while Mike is coming yeah. on, okay. Um, speaking of uh, video, as he's coming on video, I want to, if I may, Kenny, because I, I think you're absolutely right. You, we we are we have to be consistent. We have to keep pushing, and we have to believe that our message is important enough that it's going to gain momentum, right? Yes. I want to I want to ask Maddie though, as the young one here, you know, I want to ask you, Maddie, you are. A college student you are uh brilliant as kenny has pointed out and i know your dad feels the same way right and no. you've got a lot going on but you are a christian conservative in new york yeah. yeah. okay and you're standing on principles how do you do that and how do you relate to other people who probably don't have i mean maybe you're sphere has the same mindset, but you're in New York in a college. How do
1: you do that? So the main thing, and I've actually learned it this year. I feel like I learned, I went to a protest that was at UAlbany and they were protesting abortion and like all this stuff was happening. But before I talk about that, um, I stand so firmly on my principles that I think I've become more mature in Christ. And that's really what gets me through the day. Cause I hear people talking about stuff that's just terrible so terrible, and I know it's wrong, but they don't, they won't understand, so instead of having conversations with them, I pray for them, I may not even know their names, I'll just be like, Lord, please touch this person, give them wisdom, give them understanding, but when people come to me, and sometimes they do, and they ask for advice, and I just, I ask the Lord to make me a vessel for him so that they can learn the truth through me, and I try not to lose my temper with people, but it's very easy to do up here in New York. Oh, it's, I don't, I have a very small circle of people who are as um, faithful to the Lord as I am, because I have some friends who are Christians, but I have some people who are very strong Christians. And then we are able to share like-minded stories with each other or whatever, but it's hard wow. being at a progressive state university though, because yeah. there's thousands of kids and there's only a few, I'm, there's a Turning Point USA club at UAlbany and there's oh, like really? seven kids in it that I've seen. <laughs> But hmm. the fact that it's there, they're also like I am. They're standing firm. They know the truth and I, they will not be swayed. But it's hard, though, being small in number. Wow. And you talk about New York. We all are familiar with New York. I'm not in New York
2: now. Kenny's York. not in New York now. But we're, we're native New Yorkers, right? So um, well, I think, Kenny, were you born in New York? <laughs>
0: I I was, yeah. yeah. You
2: were New York also? Yeah. Right. So we're 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 New Yorkers, even though we, you know, a couple of us got away <laughs> from that. But let me bring Michael in. Mike. Mike, I'm so glad you're able to join us on this 100th episode of the Adrian Ross show. And Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. We were talking about you um behind your back. Of but um yeah, we knew that you were gonna you were gonna slip in if you if you had an opportunity. So I'm glad you did. Let me let me throw you in here. Um, I know you haven't heard the conversation, but I wanted everyone to just introduce themselves, who they are, what they do, and um, how they're connected to the BMG network.
5: How are we connected? Well, how am I connected, Kenny?
0: Well <laughs> <laughs> <Still> our brother.
5: <laughs> well, it's great to see everybody. It's, it's great so to see you. Everybody. By the what
0: way, you I will do. say this. You'd be blushing right now if you are on a little while ago, because I was bragging on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I will just I'll give you a hint of where you can go with this. Essentially, I let them know about the the phone call when I was still working in radio that I got from you about starting the Ken and Mike show, which kind of started to cultivate honestly everything. So a lot of this was was uh, a seed planted by Mister Mike Hansen as well. So
5: I remember that conversation, but. Uh... No, Michael Hansen. Uh, I don't know what else to say. To say about myself, uh, uh, be as humble as possible here. I mean, I just know Kenny from uh, from the from the, the church, same church days, age, the same place that I, that I met you, uh, however many years ago. And I think Kenny and I share the the, the same vein of a lot of the. Uh, I think the disgust and the um, I don't know the disdain that we have for what's going on in in our culture, in the, uh, especially up here in, in New York State, which uh, you all are familiar with, and then Kenny and I decided that we wanted to uh, create a way that we could all talk about it without it being uh, so divisive and violent and bring everybody to like the same table and maybe have a conversation about it, and then Kenny took off and ran with it and you guys uh, joined in and, and ran with it, and then I fell away and did my own thing, and never talked to any of y'all again. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is a reunion, Mike. That's why this
2: is a reunion, Mike. right? Yep. Yeah. So important um, what we do, and I have to just bare my heart and say that sometimes I get I get frustrated because I, you know, I hear people at times talk about how important it is. Not to just be tied into the mainstream media or the mainstream media or the fake news, and that you know we've, we're citizen journalists and, you know, alternative media and all that. And yet, thank God for the people who are willing to support. But there are many people who speak that, but they don't give a shot to those of us who are putting in the hard work, the peons, as I say, who are in the trenches, who are fighting the fight who are bringing truth, who have to deal with some of the slings and the arrows, like Maddie said in New York, or, you know, we we deal with that and yet we're consistent, right? We're consistent. And I think that it's so important that we recognize as people are trying to silence these voices that people come alongside those of us in the trenches who are being a voice and support us as well. Am I alone in feeling that way? No. No, not
1: at all. Well put. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly what podcasting is, because as we were talking about earlier on the news, everybody's kind of following a script, and not many people can stray away from that, because if they do, they're going to wind up getting censored, a lot of information doesn't even make it to mainstream news and media, so people who are doing the podcast, because we're independent, we're free to really share our views and, and reach out to other people and also share their views if they're too shy to talk about it or whatever, but... It gives everybody a chance to be heard and, and in an unbiased way. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think
4: the other side doesn't want the truth to get out because and that's evident. You mentioned Fox News. Look what's happened to Tucker Carlson.
1: Yeah.
4: I yeah. mean, he's on Twitter now, and I guess he got like a 10 million hits on his first show. So people are as as somebody said, Lauren Bobert, who's a, yep. a I think South Dakota, or where is she from? She's a She's in Colorado, isn't she? Is she Colorado? Yeah, she said <laughs> that wherever Tucker Carlson goes, Americans will follow. Mm-hmm. And that's about this. Americans want what they know to be true. And, Car- and Carlson delivers the truth. And so many people out there do. But it, as Madeline was saying, there's a, a lot of people are working from the same script in the major media. If you mm-hmm. listen to one podcast on the national stage, you, you, you've heard them all. And, I, and Kenny and I have talked about this. I always like to listen to Michael Savage. Mm-hmm. And he has a, he's he left radio he retired he's about 80 years old now and he's got a podcast i listened to listened to it this past weekend and he's still good he's still relevant oh, wow. and he's st- he still got the fire but he just he for whatever reason he just had to drop out of radio it's just maybe he had enough of it um, but yeah. anyway i'm yeah. starting to drift
5: well <laughs> no, no well i'm I I getting me uh amped up again i want, I want to start talking to people I know. Yeah, I know. See, this is what this reunion is going to do. It's
2: going to relight that fire. And I know people got a lot of their hands and a lot of things and, and really busy, but what we do is, is, is important. And sometimes when I feel like, ah, oh, I'm going to give up, you hear from someone who's like that, that encouraged me or that fired me up, or that was the truth or, you know, and so it's so important. So even though I'm celebrating 100 episodes, I'm going to keep saying that because I'm really psyched about that. But even though I'm celebrating myself in a way, I'm celebrating you guys on the BMG Network. Why? Because Kenny had a vision. Lots of people have visions, but not a lot of people step out and do anything about it. But he had a vision because he was inspired by other people, as he said, and then he took off with it and some of us caught the vision and now we're going with it. And we have to because what's going on in this country is off the hook. Okay. Right. So I want to transition to that. Since we're together, let's just talk some news, politics, culture and all that stuff. So here's my thing. What you guys, anybody can jump in. What's going on in the culture today or politics or whatever that has you particularly fired up or concerned?
0: Where do we start? Where do we start? Is it, is it the holding back of, of unclassified documents that we have a right to see right now with Joe Biden? Um, with the five oh, million dollars, okay. the ten million dollars—I mean—and them indicting a uh, you know someone who's trying to challenge him all of a sudden with documents that he actually had a you know a right to—I mean, we could we could start there. I mean, essentially, they are doing the FBI, who we're supposed to trust, like, look at the. Think about this. There was a time where we felt safe with our authority, and the authority being those who protect and serve us. Right. And they have Some incredible people. There's always going to be a bad actor, a bad apple, period. And that's how that's how we need to look at it. We can't just put a blanket statement on every single person. But the FBI as a whole, when we see Ted Ted Cruz out there on the like, drilling, uh, drilling them big time recently, a lot of them are. Um, another one is Josh Hawley, who's, who's always. Oh, constantly too. Yeah. I love that guy. Uh, these guys are really pushing it like, listen, I promised, you know, my state. I promised these guys that I would, you know, come up here and, and not shut up about this. So I want to see some changes happen. And, you know, th- these guys are asking for things. They're asking for money. And, 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 you know, our congressmen are going, why would we ever give that to you if you're not even telling us the truth in these areas? Like, why would I ever give you some money to write off these loans, essentially, for, the, for these students? Oh, and, and, and it's just like when, when you can't even provide documents. I mean, I've seen that. Like, nobody wants to provide any information. They'll say, oh, our team will reach out to you. Okay, is that going to be next month? I'll, you know, I'll be happy to speak with that. I'll tell my team and they'll reach out to you. Three months? You know, just like, and this is what you see all the time. They don't want to provide any information that we have a right to. As the American people, that's, that's our, this, these people are the ones that we, I mean, not us. So we didn't elect a lot of these guys in there. But they're in there. We, the people elected them in there. So that we could see what we need to see. The FBI is super corrupt. I mean, you don't feel safe oh, with them. That's like the word I was
2: waiting
4: for. Well, they, they, they,
0: you, you feel like they're just literally, I'm like, are they watching? Are they on, on my computer right now? You know, are they listening to my phone calls? I hope so. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hope they are.
4: <laughs> I hope
3: so too, right? That's
0: right. Bring it on. But that's Bring how on. It, feels. it feels like that. And, and it's constantly like my, my son will often tell me, he's like, you know, dad, why don't you really get you know get really back into it man if you do the videos because he's like i said he's really big into youtube and do all that kind of stuff you could do this 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 you know i'm like i know in my in the back of my mind i i think this is my thoughts yes of course i'd be more than happy but then i also go i watch these people like like president trump and a lot of these guys they don't just go like oh you know what they're doing now is right or wrong they go well, 45 years ago, you know, like when you were a baby, like when you came out, you gave your mother a dirty look, you know, so what was that about, you know, and they'll, they'll find anything yeah. and somehow track you down when, yeah. and, uh, and try to, to just,
2: so like, are you saying, are you saying, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be a little bit, push you a little bit here. Are you saying then that you're, you don't want to be engaged in the heat of the battle?
0: No, not at all. There's just, there's a part of me sometimes that goes, my gosh, I have to do this. But there's a there's a little but that but because of that fear I was saying uh, earlier we have to be able to press through it you know it's like okay so what if mm-hmm. uh, and you kind of work that out you just go like yeah okay so what if there was something I mean I'm a, I'm a good guy I mean they're not gonna find something but you you watch Kavanaugh I mean you see these people oh, you, yeah. see, you know yeah. what I mean that that kind of stuff where you're just like but then you go you know what though yeah what do you do is it it's it's worth it. It's completely the, question, the
2: question I asked you, I think a lot of people would say, no, I don't want to be, you know, they always say, if you're a good guy, you don't want to be put through the ringer. This is why good people don't engage because it's dirty, right? Yes. Okay. What else? What are some other things, somebody that, that really has you riled up?
4: Well, just to pick, piggyback on what Ken was talking about, uh, the way the media and the, and the law enforcement agencies treat the two uh, presidential candidates, well, the president, Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and the ex-president. I mean, Donald Trump as president summarily can just declassify any document he chooses. And I think the the uh, case against him this latest is bogus, as were the two impeachments. Uh, he's probably going to be charged in Georgia at some point. And, and it's all bogus. It's all to keep him out of the White House because he pulled the curtain back those yeah. four years on, on the deep state and what's going on there. And it is dirty. And Biden's a big part of it. He's been there a half a century. He is, as my wife said, is like there's an iron fist behind everything he does. So he knows a lot of people. I think he has dirt on a lot of these people. And uh, I don't know if he's pulling the strings or the, who the guy behind the curtain is, whether it's Obama, whether it's a, Susan it's Rice or whoever yeah. it is. But I mean, the way the two men are treated by the media and by certainly by law enforcement, is just unbelievably, uh, it's biased. I mean, Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, uh, should be held in contempt of Congress. He's got to come up with some material that he's refused to come up with. I mean, it's just unconscionable what he's doing to, to, to President Trump. And I think he's got to be called on the carpet. And, and it's sad because I, with Kenny, I, I agree. I mean, I have respect for law enforcement. I have a, a sister-in-law who I think is retired from the FBI. I had a, an uncle who was a homicide detective in Albany for 47 years. So I have a law enforcement, my family, part of my family comes from a law enforcement background but I don't have any respect at all for today's FBI because they view, and the DOJ views people like us, people who come to uh, school board meetings to speak out, concerned parents, pro-life uh, uh, marchers uh, as domestic terrorists. Yeah. That's how they view us. Yeah, they, they... We're the enemy. They don't go after the real enemies. They go after the American people who are patriots and Christians. Yep.
2: Yeah. And it's heating up more and more. As Donald Trump has said, they're not. It's they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just in the way. I'm just in and I believe I believe him, Mike. What has
5: got you riled up? I come at from a, maybe a slightly different perspective. I mean, listen. And I mean, I've even made posts about it in the past. I fell off the Trump train a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, and it, and not so much because I, I hate Donald Trump. I think he's he probably was probably the best president uh, besides Reagan in my lifetime. Um, but I come at it, uh, at it from the angle. let let just for a second, let's entertain the fact that everything that the media is saying about Donald Trump is true, which it's not. But let's entertain that for a second. I just wish we the, the what it got what gets me the most riled up is the bias. It's not so much who Donald Trump is. I, I really don't care. I mean, I think if, if I met the guy, I probably wouldn't like him if I'm being honest, but um, I he's the best thing for the country. But that being said, I wish I wish the energy that was directed towards bringing this man down, and all the stuff that they say they have on in his background, was the same energy they would use towards, towards Biden that we know um, that 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 he has of the skeletons hanging in his closet. So I, I don't care if it, it, it's Biden did something wrong. I don't care if it's Trump did something wrong. I mean, I mean. I can't I'm not actually articulating this the right way, but I just wish the the, the same energy that was for the left uh, taking down the right, that the right would use to take down the left. And it's it, I find it disgusting. I find it. it's it's almost a bought and bought and paid for system. So no matter no matter what you have, no matter you can have as much concrete evidence as you want, unless it unless it, it's red in it, unless it has an elephant on it and it's it, the, Democ- the, the saying goes, Democrats don't go to jail. <laughs> so uh, Democ- Democrats don't get tried. So I just wish it was the same. I wish the same energy, the scales of justice and the balanced media coverage was the same on both sides. But that's what gets me riled up. I don't care who's who's making the accusations. I just wish it was balanced.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: And it's not, as you said. So as Christians,
2: and I, I asked a similar question of my pastor two weeks ago when he was on a lot of times Christians are feeling like, man, can we win a battle? Like loss after loss after loss sometimes. And it's so frustrating, you know, um, and you're, it, it's overwhelming. So I gotta ask, and you may not have the answer. What is the answer? What do we do to turn the ship around? And I, and I said ship. Want to make sure? I, I say that better. What do we do? Of course, the other is you know, does fit. Yeah. What do we do to turn around? So you guys mentioned you know the political, the political stuff, and and I'm sure you're you're concerned also about the stuff in the culture. Everyone here, except for Maddie and myself, are everyone is a parent except for the two of us, right? So you've got to be concerned about what's going on with children today. You send them to schools. Okay. And it's, whether it's CRT, to me, that's even, that's a mild thing compared to what they're doing to kids in school now, sexualizing children and that whole agenda and the LGBTQ plus, I don't even know all the alphabets, you know, all the alphabet, but um, when you start jumping into pulling children into your mess, it's infuriating. It's also frightening. Yeah. So my question again, what is the answer, particularly because we're Christians, we're people of faith, we have the power, right? So what do we, what do, we do?
5: The answer is redirecting yeah. our moral compass. Hmm. Us as Christians or the world? The culture, the nation, the, the, the leadership. The, the answer is our moral compass, and we all know it's faith in Jesus Christ. Um, That that you know we can say that to a blue in the face, but I think it's an it's it's an absence of a standard. It's an absence of a. Uh, something to to put as what to achieve here is the milestone here is what we need to achieve we have no standard anymore there is no there's nothing to look to to say well this is where we need to go and this is how we get to it everybody is right and everybody is wrong there's no standard anymore and the only way we're going to change a culture is bring back a standard
0: Mm. i agree with that yeah that that's the thing right there is that there's so much confusion and deceitfulness and and honestly it's completely evil i mean think about the 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 devil being you know literally roaming around lying and when you're not fulfilled i mean look at there's christians have, that have gone gone astray which is super sad but i i think the the bottom line is this that you know we it's easy to say but number one the battle belongs to god number two so we don't have to fight like in a way that he that we that we shouldn't we can pray but we I think the biggest thing is is not being wavered. We have to stand on that rock and we can't we have to not shut up. if we If we start to be silenced, even when it gets hard, we lose. And I think that's that's the reality. Like 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 what Michael's saying, I'd, I'd love to hear what, what it's like in New York with especially with where your school district is. A lot different here where I'm at right now, thankfully, at least for now. Um, but I honestly, watching, I think the bottom line is this is when they're saying, what we're doing is hateful as Christians, they don't realize that it's actually complete opposite. We're doing it out of love. now if we're going over there and making fun of somebody and and bullying them and telling them how much garbage they are, but if we're going over it and trying to literally save somebody's life, like listen, what you're about to do, you know, whether it's you know transition, whatever they're doing, is going to literally destroy you, and it's not going to be just on the outside, it's going to be on the inside, and there ain't no going back uh you know at least physically um that is looking out for somebody's best interest and that's what's so backwards these days when you have people actually i don't know how people watch and listen to even entertain the view but the stuff that they come up with on there and i mean they just it's like they have a script they're just ready no matter what you say to them it's just that one particular lady that's always on the left side of the host of the of the guest I can't think of her name right now, but I just can't, I, I I'm watching that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, everything inside of me is just boiling. I'm like, Oh, I wish I was there right now. <laughs> I just want to take you out. But I just, I, I just, that's, that's the, the fleshly part of me where I just, I can't, I'm like, you guys are just ridiculous so watching Whoopi Goldberg. I'm like, you need to go back to sister act and yeah. get saved in that, in that scene again, and then come back and, and start talking again. What are you doing now? Like, But, but so more that, and more yeah.
2: people, more and more people don't think it's bogus.
0: I know that's, that's what, I, that's what's sad is that they, they, I don't really think, and you know, what's funny, I I, was, I just watched a little quick clip with I was, uh, Denzel Washington, actually, he said, a, a news reporter asked him about some fake news about him. And he said, he goes, Oh, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? He's like, Oh, right, right. He's like, I remember that. He's like, what do you do about that? He's like, well, he's like, here's the thing. He's like, if you if you, you know, don't, you know, listen to the news and, and read, you're, you're not informed if you do uh, read too much on the news, you're, you're misinformed. They're like, okay, so what's the reality What the, the reality? Well, that's a good question. The reality is, is that you guys, instead of just trying to be right and be first and, you know, have to actually start talking truth, right? Yeah. That's the reality. And if we're not spreading truth and we're just being opinionated, being frustrated, it's not going to help anything. What did, what did Jesus, what, what does it say? Biblically, literally, The truth shall set you free if we don't stop spreading that truth i don't think anything is going to happen Well, you got to
2: stand like you said you 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 have to stand on the truth right no matter what
1: nanny or or ted what what are you thinking um we actually i think we because of our society they have put so much of a premium on everybody having my truth like everybody has a subjective truth and because we have a lack of god and an increase in truth being subjective all of a sudden there is no compass for people to be able to judge what's right and what's wrong is nobody has those moral standards that are based on God anymore because if they think that their truth can be right and they're not believing in there being a higher power to set aside what's good and bad and they can't see that. And I believe that as Christians from our perspective, we're always we've been raised to how to be faithful, how to love Jesus and how to worship and we have all the music and the children's church for everybody. but I think, what Christians could do even more of is teach about intelligence, like how to be an intelligent Christian, because a lot of people, people my age, especially are very set on seeing facts and evidence and things to be able to prove that God exists. And as Christians, we're raised to be faithful. We're, we just we know that he exists in our hearts, in our souls, but they want to see evidence. So I think it'd be important if we became a little bit more like intellectual about it I know that there is no physical proof like there is with like regular science. It really is about faith. But until they see that, there's going to have to be another way for us to speak to them. That's more than just, oh, we know he's true.
4: But we we do that through being, you know, uh, he speaks through us. Right, we, right. We, we, yeah. There's a physical evidence and it's us and it's creation. And um, and I think what, what Ken was saying you, you, you look at the world, especially we can focus on this country because that's really all we know about i mean all the confusion and all the deceitfulness i mean who is the author of confusion the world as we know it is going to fall away that's the world has fallen that's why we're in the predicament we're in what do we do about it we 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 speak the the word we know the word is true we know god is true we 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 just affect and, and try to imbue other people with our way of thinking as many as we can and we use this platform as a way to do that people we come in contact with every day i mean at work at school uh in your uh your social settings whatever you just you just you treat people the way christ wants you to treat them and that's, they can pick up on that. that that that's evidence of god god's existence
2: love the love, love. and you have to be it has to be love where you're you're firm like for example i don't know if you heard with um Toronto Blue Jays Anthony Bass.
0: Yes, who had, you had that on your show? I believe.
2: Yeah, I had that on my show uh, a couple of weeks ago when I had my pastor on because he reshared. It wasn't even him. He reshared something from a Christian. He goes by uh, Dude with Good News on social media, and he was this Dude with Good News was talking about how Christians need to boycott. These places like Target that are going after that are targeting children, and this transgender drag queen, all this stuff that we we need to to boycott boycott that. guy says have nothing to do with those evil things. So Anthony Bass simply reshared it or shared it, however you say that, right? He shared it. Next thing you know, he comes out what the next day he's a Christian and he's apologizing for being insensitive, and he's now using. The team's resources to uh, learn how to better be tolerant. You know this whole thing, and obviously somebody took it to him. You know, but he 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 backed down, and and I'm and I'm thinking, does that help the cause? Like I don't know what how they threatened him with his apo- He didn't do it or say anything wrong. He wasn't. He didn't say it himself. And the guy who said it wasn't evil, wasn't ugly, wasn't anything like that. He just spoke the word of God. But he backed out or, you know, does that help the cause? Does that make him, does it make it uh, better because now he appears tolerant?
0: That's the problem right there. Everybody's no tolerating bad it. Bad bad. If, you, if you tolerate bad behavior, you're just telling the bad behavior that you can continue. It's yes. the same thing in a, in a bad relationship. Someone's treating you bad. You're going to be like, I don't want to be around you anymore. It's just that that's just the reality if, and, and if we keep doing that more and more that this is exactly what's going to happen yeah. and that's so sad that, that 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 he has to feel that way that's that's the point is they, they they're the fear mongers and they're the bullies bullying that's us right. into trying to accept their their way of thinking when we don't have to do that I'm sorry no. you know it's like your way is brand new right now like from you know 2009 10 until this point is really how it's, it started to amp up cuz like yeah 1980s and 90s man you literally people just realized like they do their own thing you know i mean everybody could everybody knew how to take a joke everybody knew how to there was a lot nobody was sensitive uh there was no real racism i mean it wasn't like it is today like when you're again once you start to kind of throw that out there and just start getting people thinking more and more it's like oh they want to tear you down they want to do this who is they what are you talking about? Like there there might be a select few, but it ain't, it isn't me. It's not Ted. It's not you. It's not Maddie. It's not Mike. I mean, that's just the reality. And by the way, uh, folks, definitely check out Maddie Flint's podcast, because what you were just talking about, about intelligence. And plus you just recently, you had an episode a while ago, go on self-love, which that I wanted to say, that's another thing. They're taking a little bit of the truth and they're spinning it. Like you have to have self-love. And people, Christians buy into this. Now, it sounds good. Like, yeah, you have to love yourself. But they are, it's all, I think the root of all evil in some aspect is selfishness. If we get so wrapped up in in, in, in ourselves, it's, it's about me and how I feel. Yeah. See, if I got like that, man, I wouldn't be this dad anymore. I get frustrated sometimes. you get like, I don't know, my gosh, I'm not good enough. I'm at this. But I can't, we don't let our emotions dictate our lives. We have to Stand up and and do what we're what is righteous, what is right, what we agreed to, what we committed to, no matter how hard it gets. And everybody's finding a way to just if they have a chance to go out the back door and check out, that's what they're going to do because it's easier. You know that that crowd accepts me, so I'm going to go with them. No, the other side. Yeah,
4: excuse me. Just the other side knows to to speaking to what you were saying uh, to your point. I mean, the other side uses that argument to try to shut you down. They accuse you of racism or being a bully or whatever. It's just a, it's just a method to keep you from speaking the truth and, and to shut you down. The left is great at it. And the right, for whatever reason, doesn't fight back. I mean, I see here, especially in New York, in government here, the, the, our side, the Republican side here in the Assembly and Senate, they're just, they're just beaten down. It's like nobody has the guts or the will to stand up and, and just fight, fight these people. Mm-hmm. And, not
2: be mm-hmm. ugly about, and, not, and not be ugly about it. You know, like, it's like,
4: like we,
2: it's it's not to say Standing for truth does not mean that you're hating people or anything. The thing, particularly with the transgender situation, is that they're asking us now to participate in their delusion. Yes, it's one thing when you say this is what we want to do, which is bad enough because you are. You know, they said just be who you are. I think the president said that at the clown show at the white house where people were taking off their clothes and all that. But, you know, we just be who you are. It's like, well, there's something wrong with that because you're not being who you are. You're encouraging people to become something else, which they cannot do. Right. And that's one thing, if that's what you want to do bad enough, but then you're asking us to participate in your delusion and to, you know, to call you what you're not. And and why don't we just love people through it? Tell them who they are is good enough. That's what we do with everything else. When a kid comes to a counselor or teacher or parent and says, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I don't measure up. We say, no, you do measure up. And anyone who thinks you don't, that's their problem. And if they need counseling, give them counseling. Some reason when it comes to this transgender
1: thing, we say, no, you're not good enough, let's change you. Mm -mm. It's, Maddie, who are you gonna say? Uh, I think that sometimes, well, not sometimes, probably most of the time, but I just got done watching the Matt Walsh documentary, What is a Woman? And he interviewed some really great people on this topic exactly. And big pharma and like politics and social media and everybody's working together. And I think they said it's like 70 million or no, $70,000 or something per individual who chooses to transgender. So every time they can convince somebody that there's something wrong with them, Not only is that feeding into the media and giving people a reason to vote Democrat, that's also giving big pharma a chance to make more money. And they're convincing all these kids who are at a very um, vulnerable age where a lot of people are very influential to them. And if they're looking up to people like that, who in the media are really advocating for transgenderism and all this stuff and making it a part of their personal character so that if we tell somebody no you don't need to be transgender it's okay you're in the right body they're going to take that as an attack on their personal character because that's their truth and big pharma is just laughing because they're getting all the money that they Laugh. wanted
2: they're so. laughing like kamala harris yeah <laughs> they're oh,
1: i mean place.
2: if, if we could see the strings mm-hmm. the, 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 i mean there's so much behind the scenes even in the in the spiritual world of course but even like you said some other stuff there. Uh, Again, I mentioned that you guys are parents and stuff, and um, and I know that they're calling parents and people who go to school board meetings, domestic terrorists and all that. And I have to wonder sometimes how do parents have these kids in the public school, which is hard for me, because of course I was a teacher for nearly 20 years in New York, and it hurts me to say that, but I go, how do you, I mean, it's just absolutely off the wall. So back to my thought about what we do as Christians, in some of the stuff that's going on in the culture. I want to show you this video. I want you to be mindful. This is a pastor, okay? And I wanna say to those who are watching, those who are listening, if you have young children, you might want to have them leave uh, the room or you leave the room with your device because it gets a little bit uh, detailed and graphic. Okay, but again, this is a pastor speaking at a school board member, but it starts out with Jason Whitlock of the podcast Fearless with uh, with Jason Whitlock, whom I listen to regularly.
3: Let's refresh people's memories or give you your first take of Big John in action. Here's his latest video. This book here, it's called It's Perfectly Normal. I'll read some of this for you. It says, after a bit, a person's... It becomes moist and slippery, and the clitoris becomes hard. After sir, a bit, I, a person becomes gonna, erect, stiff, me. and larger. Pa- Sometimes, sorry. a bit of clear Pastor. fluid that may contain the two sperm comes out of the tip of the and makes Pastor. it wet.
4: Can we, sir? I'm sorry. I-
3: Was it something I said? if you don't want to hear it in a school board meeting why should children be able to check it out of the school system we have perverts that are perverting our kids and you all sit back smug in your chairs but you don't want me to read it why does it bother you yes or no you can't answer that question. You want to know why? Because politically speaking, you can't say that it's wrong. And you don't want me to read the filth because it exposes the truth. How dare you tell me to stop reading it? If you don't want to hear it, why should the children have to see it?
4: Pastor, your time is, is, the time is up. Thank you. That makes two of us. It was excellent.
0: Disgusting.
2: Let me ask you this, though. When I say, what does it look like to be involved in the culture, everyone who knows right from wrong, but as people of faith especially, is that what that pastor did? Is that what it should look like and sound like?
4: That's his style, maybe. That wouldn't be my style. And I've spoken out at school board meetings recently on another issue, CRT issue. And now, the new, and you asked earlier about uh, how can you have children and send them to, to government schools. And I do have a daughter in the public school system. We, homeschool, we homeschooled Madeline for a time, and we homeschool our, our two sons. And I'm, I'm so concerned about CRT and about this DEI movement uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And some of the things, as you pointed out earlier, Adrian, that they're, they're trying to sexualize our children. And I believe there's a war on innocence. And yeah. we are to protect our children at all costs. And that's why I, I'm now part of the school board. I ran for the school board. I, I got elected and they're going to seat me in July here in Cambridge, upstate New York, because I was so concerned about what's being taught in the public school system. I know I, might, I follow this all day long, as Ken will attest. Mm-hmm. And I read continually and I and just not what's happening just in New York, but around the country. And it's so disturbing and we, we just have to do something. We have so to you're
2: control. not offended by the way he handled it. Although you said you wouldn't handle it that way. I wouldn't way. handle it
4: that way, yeah. but he, he he got his point across and he's right. I mean, if, if they don't, if adults don't want to hear it in a school board meeting, why should five hmm. and seven, okay. eight year old
5: kids okay. hear it? Well, Mike, what, did you, what do you think? I think more people should handle it that way. I apologize because it's so many times that people have not spoken up and we're afraid to speak it up. And it's gotten to the point where the more people are loud and the more people come out of the woodworks to say such things, maybe we'll be heard. There's too many people sitting back going, somebody else is gonna do it, somebody else is gonna say it. No, that man took it upon himself to say it. Was he forceful? Sure, you're gonna be offended by it. Someone might be, but you know what? I'm offended that more people aren't saying something like this. Well, wow.
0: mm-hmm.
5: boss man, what do you think?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I the reality is I'm sure he wasn't very I mean, it's not comfortable to, to read that in, in front of people like that. I mean, you you know that there's other Women in there, and you know, maybe I don't know if there's any teenagers, but there's there's people in there, and and men and women that it's uncomfortable to to read that kind of stuff because you don't know, you you know, you don't you you can't always read the room. You don't know who's comfortable with that type of talk. So for for someone like him to go in there and and confidently say it again, I'm sure that's not how he talked in his home. I mean, he's a pastor, I'm gonna assume, and I'm sure he doesn't read that type of material. He understands he's he's an old man. I mean, he's a man who's who's married, etc. But the reality is though is for him and his wife and him having conversations with his children uh he wouldn't even talk to his own children like that that's the point he was making as he would he would talk to them about things in a very um childlike manner that's appropriate but that was the whole point this is inappropriate for our kids it has no place in the school no teacher no anybody like he said there's there's perverts and, and our children should not be susceptible to that, to that type of um, the literature. And there's way more than that because that, I've seen that. I hadn't seen that one. I've seen what, another one with him because he goes to these a lot, it seems yeah, like. He
3: does. Yeah. And
0: there's another, there's an, a couple other ones that do, do that too. And I've watched them and they, in the books that they talk about and what they read out of that, I'm like, I cannot believe that, that, oh, actually one was in near you guys. I think it was in um, Mahanasan. Uh, a a guy actually went and spoke at a school board meeting and it went viral as well. And he went in there, very respectful pastor. He said, listen, and he started bringing up these books. He's like, what I'm, what I'm saying to you guys is that it just takes one, um, you know, money hungry lawyer to kind of pick up on something, to do something. He's like, because all of you here are allowing this in our schools. And he brought it up that in the law that according to the law and in their website too, according to the law, that uh, children are not allowed to be exploited and it starts to go into this whole. And there's already these little fine lines to that too, where this type of thing is not actually, he went the legal route. He's like, so I'm asking you to remove these books because look at, I'd rather have the money go towards the kids and education, not towards a lawsuit. So please take this. route. So he, he went an interesting route too. So that's, I think more people like Mike said, like Ted said too, everybody's got their own style. Um, but more people need to stand up and say, this is not appropriate for our children. Because that guy, obviously, maybe he, maybe his kids don't even go to that school, but he's speaking for other kids. He's doing it for their benefit. He,
4: and,
5: and, who is- I think I just recently, in, in uh, relation to this video, I recently shared that video with somebody I know. And I think you'd be amazed to find out how many people actually believe in think that it's acceptable even people that we know that it's acceptable for for kids to be able to check out this literature because the, i mean i actually had this exact conversation with someone who was very close to me and i said what do you think of this i think it's deplorable it's disgusting you know and i shared the video and their, their their actual retort to me was well they're Kids are inquisitive, and people w- want to know why isn't it acceptable for them to get the facts at, at you know an age that they that, you know that they're starting to learn to explore, and they want to know why can't they get the details? My argument is why has it got to be so graphic? I mean, uh, it, we can keep it, can't we keep it age appropriate? But you'd be impressed to find out how many people think it's okay for them to have it fed to them just like that book says.
2: Yeah. Maddie, why is this going on? I I mean, Mike just said, some people think that this is appropriate and that's, I guess, more and more people are deceived, but I, I believe there's gotta be some kind of agenda.
1: Yeah, 100%, especially in schools. And I think that's their easiest target right now because kids are very inquisitive and they wanna know what's going on. So if they're listening to their educators and their peers and- they feel as though those people can't tell them anything that could hurt them they're going to be more and more curious and at schools there are some teachers that are i don't know if they're like millennial aged or whatever but i've seen a lot of videos of where the first things that they do in the classroom are have everybody talk about their pronouns you give their name the pronouns and the teacher there were a couple of cases i can't remember the specific one but around the country where a teacher got really mad that a student misgendered them and mm-hmm. i don't even know what their gender was but they're putting a huge amount of focus on transgenderism and just everything in the lgbtqa ia movement i don't even i don't even know but they're convincing so many of these kids that they need to know about it and so they just keep asking for more
2: yeah you guys realize that They're normalizing. They want to normalize all this stuff. I did an episode, I don't know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, where I had another school board member in New York, my good friend Kia Walker, and we talked about the guidance issued by the World Health Organization and the UN wanting to uh, push that as well. For 2023, I guess it's already going on. I know it's already going on in in Europe, but they want it in all the United Nations countries, and it's sexualizing children starting at birth. And they actually have a guidance right now. It's it's on pause um, as far as the UN, I guess, because there's been some pushback. But the plan is that. At birth, we will begin to, we have, there's a whole agenda. It's a, watch the podcast or listen to it if you haven't. It has a link there where you can go check it out has ages, you know, zero to four, this is what you learn, you know, five to this, this is what you're doing. And it's, it's all about masturbation. It's all about having sex by, you're supposed to, I guess by the time you're 12, I think the guidance says, and this is being pushed in schools. It specifically wants the, this stuff to come out of the hands of the parents and into the hands of educators. And it's a whole thing. And no doubt at this part of this agenda is to normalize pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And when I had this conversation with Kia, she talked about, she said, you have, I'm like, why? And she said, you have to understand that there are many countries where sex with children is the norm. That's just what they do. And there's an agenda to bring that to the, the the United Nations. It's sickening. But I'm saying we better figure out something because if if we don't, it's going to be all over the place. So let me ask you this. Notice that that pastor, the man said to the pastor, as he tried to shut him down at the meeting, he said, your time is up. Mm-hmm. And the pastor said, that makes both of us. Right. Here's my question. Do you believe, as we wrap up, because I don't want to keep you too, too long, too much longer, but as we wrap up, I got to ask you, is that pastor right when he says that makes two of us is
4: the time up really or is it just wishful thinking how did he mean it i wonder though how, whose time is up i mean that the left and what they're trying to push their their time is up or? what
2: do you guys think
4: that's what i read that?
2: it i when he said when he said you he said your time is up he said that makes two of us and i think that he's saying that
4: it's we're gonna put a we're gonna war. put the kibosh on this. That's right. It's war. It's we're in it, a war. Yeah. It's a spiritual right. war, obviously in Ephesians six twelve, but I think that the war manifests itself in, in many physical areas, and this is one of them. This uh, this war to sexualize our children. You said I think I didn't know is the UN is pushing this and the World Health Organization. World
2: Health Organization and the UN as well. Yeah, they issued this, and it's, yeah, this is why I a whole, you have to go look the links because it gives you it, it gives you detail age by age by age of how they're doing this multiple sex partners, uh, same sex relationships, masturbate. I mean, they want them to do, it's pushed and it has to be taught and it's it's already being done. And they want to bring what? it here. Right now there's a pause. Schools? I, I think it's 2030. Cool. did I say, tw- I said by 2030, Yes, yeah, schools. I don't oh, know yeah. if I said 2023, I don't know if I misspoke, but 2030, that's the plan. And it's going. They want it in school. Obviously, it starts at birth, so it's got to be some done at home. But they want to take this away from parenting and bring it into the schools. And it's already it said all but required in Europe already. But the United Nations wants it throughout for all the UN, uh, all the UN nations. It's a, it's a to read it is just um, disgusting. It's so specific when um we had a regional uh, prayer gathering as we do every other month in my church my pastor had me come up after this po- after that podcast and tell the people but he said uh there're children in the room so i had to be i was trying and i couldn't even find the words i'm a i'm a wordsmith of the sort i couldn't find the words to even try to expl- explain it in a different way
5: I w- well, when i heard the time well, your time is up uh, I- my mind immediately went to a, a scripture in revelation where, where the, the word says that the devil knows his time is short
2: mm.
5: and we're at a time where this is going to peak and this it's going to get, it, it, it's like the, the, the bowl it's about to overflow. So you know, for a long time, the attacks were trickling in. And for a long time, we were slowly losing rice for a long time. We were, we were slowly, um, turning away from moral focus and a moral principle and turning away from scripture. Now it's coming on with an onslaught and it's just going to overflow. And as the devil knows, his time is short. It's, it's going to get worse because he's going to throw everything he has at it. And, you know, I, I look at it this way. It, it, it's, it. there's two ways we could look at it. We could, we could tuck our tails and be upset and go, Oh crap, there's nothing we're going to be able to do about it. Or we just say, hey, it was written that this was going to happen. And in the end, we rejoice because we know his time is short. And we know because we're seeing all this happen and play out in front of us that we know it's not long until we see our victory. We've already have our victory, but it's not long until we see our victory because he's going to throw everything out of it. It's all going to fall apart. And ultimately, God is going to have his way in the end. Yes. and he looked at it in the way he was saying it to to that uh, that to that board your time is up and you know what throw everything you want at it because in the end I really believe that everybody's going to have the wool pulled right across over their eyes or it's all oh, the curtains going to be torn and ripped out and everybody's going to be exposed for who they are and, and I'm looking forward to it yeah
2: I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because it's not all gloom and doom, there is hope, right? If there were no hope, we would just go hide in a corner somewhere and never come out. But there is hope and and we do win, and so, um, I want to make sure that we don't just end with gloom and doom, but I also want to make sure that people understand, people who do have their heads buried in the sand, because believe it or not, there are people who, who feel like, oh, you're just making too much of this. Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, you know, and we have yes. to speak the truth. And the truth is kind of gloomy. But Ken, as we wrap up, there is hope, right? So once again, Kenny, tell us, reiterate even what Mike said in your own words. Where is our hope and how do we continue to stand?
0: Yeah, number one, our our hope is in Jesus Christ. Number two, I think if we can, again, in this world, uh, it's easy to look around and see all that's happening around us and get frustrated, obviously. But we have to have the perspective of Christ. We have to see through his eyes. Remember, he endured the cross and he did it with joy set before him. And if we can see people as create the creation of god it will really help us when we're speaking the truth not hate them for what they're doing but hate their actions and love them enough to even when they're bad mouthing us jesus did the same thing he sat there with sinners and they 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 took him down they crucified him but he did it still with joy in in his in his step and he did it with love because he knew that what they're going to bow their knee and hopefully it's going to be where they are accepting him. And that's the point. We're going to do it because we know it, it, it's for their sake where we are going to carry our cross and we are going to do this because we love them that much because of the love of Christ that's inside of us. I think that's it. And I, I, I do want to say not doom and gloom, but um, just again, not to keep talking, but I highly recommend everybody to, I wanted to put this in there uh, do check out, obviously continually, if you have, if you're out watching this podcast with Adrian Ross, Go check out her other 99 episodes, please. Uh, the Essentials with Maddie Flitt. Be sure to check them out. I'm telling you, if you, she talked about intellectual, being more intellectual, you're going to hear from somebody who is intellectual and you're going to get inspired. Ted Flint, I'm telling you, he is always on. He's been doing this. You heard him in the beginning of this podcast for what, 30 something years. Yeah, He's not just a voice. He's got a fantastic radio voice, but the reality is though is he knows where to look and how to understand and decipher truth from fiction and, and what facts are. Uh, Mike, too, when he gets his, 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 his butt back in here with us, uh, the guy- and I, I know, want him to do yeah. that.
5: Me, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. One second. Let me interrupt for a second. And you can edit this all out later, so, And So not not to steal any of Adrian's fire here. But Kenny, I, I, I'm i going to put you on the spot now. When are we doing the Ken and Mike show again?
0: So I was just going to say- you, you Come, on Come, on. Come on, now. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Like Holy ready. Spirit. <laughs> so I think the reality is we, we, and we are because... not
5: editing this out.
2: We want this on the record.
0: <laughs> no, listen, I know. Look, every time I talk to somebody, I know there's a, there's some faithful listeners that are always waiting for that Ken and Mike show to pop back up again. And I think the, I think the time is now, I think we got to do things. And there's a lot of great ideas that you and I and all of us have that we can do things uh, in a way that'll really help that get going. And I really do. And, uh, and Mike, you had a podcast there for a little while too. Uh, and there's other other people that, that are there. I can't think of, of them right now, but there's I'm thinking of other people. But the reality is, though, is, is check them all out. You can check all of our podcasts out there on, on the bmgnetwork.com. Um, one thing that you you said, though, earlier, I wanted to let you know, you mentioned that trickling down from everywhere. There is some, there's a podcast I did a while ago. I don't remember the episode, um, it, but it was called uh, Ideological Subversion and Demoralization. I'm sure you guys have heard of, of that type thing. And it came from... Um, Oh goodness gracious. Uh, oh, what is it called? Uh, who, what are the Russian people back in the day? They were the secret society essentially. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Um that they're the little the, the organization, huh? Yeah. It was something like that where they, they plan an idea and then what they do is there's there's steps to it. I kind of bring I in that podcast. Oh, they remember kind of that yes, yes, yes. And, and, and each one, and and it takes lots of time, but that's the whole point. It's like 10 years go by what step one's done another 10 whatever time t- and then the last step you mentioned it um adrian is normalization and that's exactly what they try to do they they plan an idea they get it to where it's normalized and you know that's something something yeah
4: i don't want to, before i, I just yes. i didn't mean to interrupt you but i'll forget it because it'll go out of my head but there was a book written i think in the late 40s or early 50s called the naked communist and it. Mm. it, it i haven't read it yet but i'm going to it speaks to everything you just said about how the left is so they're patient they, they plan to see that it'll be decades. They won't see the fruits of their labor. They'll, they'll be long gone before they, you know, what they're living their entire lives for is I think the destruction of our country and, uh, and our morals. They're trying to d- dis- just destroy us utterly. And, and they have patience and they just, they don't quit. And, and we, don't need, we, need, we need that to quit too. We need to stay. Can I forward? say
5: that somebody on the right really needs to uh, covertly join the left camp and learn, <laughs> and, learn done. and learn their, their their battle plan because they, <laughs> they
0: start plan fighting.
5: and they fight really well. And us Republicans are really good at just backing down and just taking the. Whoop. Yeah. We're,
0: we're we're not allowed to say the word fight. If you say <laughs> the word fight, <laughs> Michael
5: Knowles calls them you know. squishes. squishes. <laughs> right.
0: So I will just say this: call evil what is evil. Fight really call, well. Call uh, good what is good. Start. Let's start there, and then also again, do it out of love. Love yes. these people, but love. Yes hurts sometimes yes, that's it does
2: It does. that's I'm that's dealing. so good thank you so much i want to just have um uh ted and maddie again tell us what your podcast is and and your writing if you do writing where people can find you because i know that there are going to be people who are going to want to tune in more and more and then share with others so tell us
4: Okay, I do the uh, the Pac-Man podcast once a week, at least once a week, sometimes twice. It's PAC stands for Patriotic American Citizen. And we talk about on the program, uh, politics mainly, but the culture, my cultural uh, observations on the culture, uh, on the political world, uh, state, federal, and maybe international at times, and some local. And I write a column on occasion called the PAC Perspective, and again, focusing on on politics, what Congress is up to, what the state legislature is up to, and some of my cultural observations. And that uh, used to be weekly, but, you know, maybe not weekly, but when the spirit moves me. Yes.
2: And that's the BMG Network also
4: and
1: podcast platforms?
4: Uh, Yeah, the BMG Network and and, uh, the podcast platforms, yes. Excellent.
1: Yes. All right, Maddie, where can we find you? You can also find me on the BMG Network, also on Spotify and YouTube. And My Instagram handle is at Maddie Z underscore glowing. So Maddie's glowing on Instagram. And my podcast is an educational podcast. It talks about advice, politics, American culture, Christianity, and the media with a scientific spin on it because the human bio major, I can't just let that stuff go to waste. I love talking about it. And why not give people something truthful that they can take with them and through their everyday lives.
2: Wonderful, wonderful. You know, Ken and Mike, I want to say this: even if you came back with ten minutes, ten minutes of truth, and then go from there, it's it's worth it. You guys have a voice, and uh, and I, and we need to we need you back out there. Obviously, you're doing work, you're doing a lot, you're raising kids, you're working, you're contributing to society, and Ken, you're running the BMG network. But uh, ten minutes of you two together, I love the Ken and Mike show, so we love to have that back, guys. Thank you all for being a part of this 100th episode. 100, I mean, reunion, right? A reunion, one better time, like I said, to do this. This is very special. And and I wanna say again to you, um, uh, Kenny, that I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have one episode, much less 100, had it not been for you offering me this platform and doing the hard work behind the scenes. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: It's absolutely my pleasure. It honestly is.
2: All right. And guys, continue the good work. You will reap if you faint not because you're sowing. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this episode. God bless you abundantly. Bless you
4: too. Thank you. Thank
2: you. I really, really enjoyed this 100th episode of the Adrian Ross Show with the BMG Network team. I really appreciate every one of them and what they do to stand for truth, to speak truth, to not waver. And I really appreciate Kenny Burns for the Burns Media Group, the BMG Network. And uh, he affords us this platform to be able to bring truth to you. We're in the trenches, we're in the trenches and we would appreciate your support. Make sure you go to the bmgnetwork.com. Check out the BMG Network on Facebook also. And of course, I'm going to invite you to check out Adrian Ross on Substack, and that's adrianross.substack.com. I need your support, adrianross.substack.com. So you can go there and subscribe. There are various subscription options, and I encourage you to jump into one of them. There is even a free subscription, you get occasional posts. Occasional content with the free subscription. But if you would choose one of the paid subscriptions, I'd really appreciate it. It will help me to continue to do what I do. It will help me to be able to fulfill the vision that I have because I do have a vision. And so you could become a paid subscriber and get regular premium, the best of the best content. That's adrianross.substack.com. Also check out The Adrian Ross Show on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share, all that, all right? But if you go to Substack, it's an all-in-one platform, so you can go and check that out. And we're also on the major podcast platforms, all right? So thank you for tuning in. And again, go to the bmgnetwork.com. We are engaging, enlightening. We are all, all, oh, so informative, and we are also entertaining, all right? I will catch you next time on the Adrian Ross Show. Thank you for helping me celebrate this 100th episode. And before I go, I'm going to reach over here because I don't want this to end without allowing you to see me take a little bit of this cheesecake. This is me celebrating 100th episodes of the Adrian Ross show I could have quit I didn't I've done episodes I've done episode after episode after episode the only time I was out of pocket was for uh six to eight weeks I think when I had brain surgery and I think you know you gotta forgive me for that right brain surgery after all but God is good so 100 episodes cheesecake I'm celebrating so good all right, here's to 100 more. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you abundantly.